to please Perhaps I have such special needs The next matchup, so this is uh, And they're number 18 now Number 18, Oklahoma at Iowa State Give me Iowa State, man Pussies Jeff got the the biggest one of them all. That Oklahoma Iowa State man. I mean, yeah, no, I mean that was that was big. Uh, who who saw that coming? You know. I've never seen Oklahoma lose two games in a row, like ever. And I just said on the last pod that the exact same thing that, you know, who's ever seen them lose two in a row. And, and here it is. Uh, That's why we picked them. We didn't think it was possible. Yeah, no, it's definitely something else. Um, but we'll, we're, we'll see how they bounce back. They got a huge game this week. Huge game. I'm surprised we haven't started seeing the, the headlines, man. So and so opts out. So and so opts out. Like, I'm, 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 I'm honestly kind of surprised. I'm, I'm proud of Lincoln Riley. He somehow kept those boys together because any other team that's out there like that, you know, you may start seeing some people fall. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, he, he, he's definitely, I guess, uh, rallied the troops and, and, and rallied the guys around um, each other and and trying to turn the ship around and trying to get back to Oklahoma standard. I mean, this isn't. Uh, this isn't what they, I'm sure, deem acceptable for their football program. So I'm sure there's a lot of pride in there in that locker room. So they, they're trying to turn the ship around. Yeah, it's definitely a shock to see them lose. And then, I mean, some other games out there that we saw this weekend where there was basically a big shakeup in the top 25 for a couple of different reasons. First of all, you had, um, I believe it was in total six top 25 teams that lost, four of which were at home. Um, another team that lost at home was number nine, Texas. They lost to TCU. Yeah. Um, I mean, in- incredible gutsy performance from, from TCU. Quarterback came out there, made made timely plays, rushed for two touchdowns, didn't throw for any, but but made plays with his legs um, and, you know, led his team to a victory. Uh, uh, you know, I will say Sam Ellinger did play a pretty decent game. I mean, he threw an interception, but he played a decent game. He threw four touchdowns. He did what he tried to. He did what he could to keep his team in the in the game. But um, they didn't get much on the ground, and 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 defensively, you know, it just, just didn't really. They couldn't hold up, you know, when they needed to. So, uh, an unfortunate uh, result for them. But you know, just like uh, they got they got a big game next week, just like Oklahoma, and you know, let's see what they do. So going down the list here, the next team that also lost, they were a top 25 team, lost at home, uh, was number 24, Pittsburgh. They're a little bit lower down on the list. And, you know, Pitt is obviously a school that you don't necessarily resonate as a football school. But um, as of this past week, when it was just the teams that were playing that were uh, in the top 25 polls, uh, they were ranked number 24. They lost at home to NC State. So this is not really necessarily an upset, maybe in our eyes, but in the poll, uh, in the poll eyes it is an upset here yeah um pittsburgh coming into this game um their their defense was was getting a a nice bit of praise um but it looks like they gave up 13 points in the fourth quarter to to nc state and you know nc state is one of those teams where every year they kind of you know against a a really good team they seem to kind of hang in there and and have a chance to pull upset you know they're they're always one of those middle of the pack um 
got a little bit of talent, but just never good enough type program. So not a shocking result by any stretch of imagination. Yeah, Dave Doran, as much as I don't like him, is really a person, but he's a really good coach. So anytime that, yeah, like you said, they go up against somebody who's maybe a, a, a top-tier opponent, you know, they're always ready to play, and they could smack you in the mouth pretty easily. And, and so the next game that we have that was an upset was, uh, you know, it's a team that we're not necessarily – we're kind of going out of the Power Five here for a moment. We had uh, SMU upset number 25 Memphis. Now, SMU was at home, uh, and it was 30-27. to 27. But Memphis is a team that even last year, I mean, they were uh, – uh, I believe they were uh, New Year's Six team. Yeah, uh, Memphis. Memphis over these last, you know, maybe three or four seasons has, you know, produced NFL talent, gotten into some decent bowl games, and, and – you know, it played well. You know, they lost to, to SMU this past weekend. Um, both both teams have transfer quarterbacks. Uh, Memphis' quarterback, Brady White, came from Arizona State. And SMU's quarterback, Shane Buchel, uh actually came from University of Texas. Uh, Tom Herman made the decision, basically chose Sam Ellinger over Shane Buchel, and that's how he ended up at, at SMU. And in this game, he, he threw for 474 and three touchdowns, 32 for 45 passing. I mean, what a game. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, obviously, these are two, even though they're not power five, these are two high level teams. I mean, Memphis, they were ranked number 25, but SMU in their own right, their uh, record right now is four and zero. So they're a team that could really make some noise as the season progresses. Yeah, absolutely. And with the other upsets in that in that conference just from this past weekend, uh, it looks like they're making their move to, to be the top dogs. Now, this isn't an upset, but I wanted to take a moment to stop and talk about this because it just passed here on my notes and uh, the the Auburn at Georgia game. So Bo Nix didn't really look up to the hype that we've kind of been given here, uh, given him here on the show and uh, kind of folded in the pressure in that stadium in Athens and not even at a full capacity crowd. Um, and then, of course, Stetson Bennett stepped up to the plate and, you know, really delivered a nice, solid performance. I mean, nothing spectacular, but he did what, you know, Georgia needs him to do as quarterback. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I completely agree. Uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, steadied the ship, managed the game, and and leaned on his 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 running backs when he needed to. And his his receivers, uh, one of the receivers, Karis Jackson, had a huge game, nine receptions, 147 yards. Uh, you know, what can you say? Um, we definitely – me especially this past week, I, I picked Bo Nix to kind of have a breakout game against Georgia and, you know, couldn't even lead his team to a touchdown through the whole game. Um, so definitely a disappointing performance on on their part. And uh, him and Gus Malzahn um, have to go back to the drawing board and see what they can do to get this offense rolling. Absolutely. And and we'll break down where they're at in the new top 25 poll with that loss and then with some other teams emerging. Um, but the other two upsets that we had here were uh, one that you and I were actually talking about before we went live, and that was Tulsa at UCF. So UCF, which is no, have known to have been a team that over the past few years have been pretty much kind of a group of five power. And, you know, they've made a lot of noise, even that one year where they went undefeated and basically gave themselves they proclaimed a national championship that year and now they've uh, got a you know really high level offense an offense that could potentially you know break records this year with how high power they are losing at home to Tulsa only get, only uh, putting up 26 points on the board and then of course giving up 34 yeah um it's you know it's kind of shocking and, and just uh you know referring back to the 
the previous game we were talking about in the American um, with, with SMU um, in this conference, it's, it's a huge game for them to lose because now you have a team like SMU in the driver's seat trying to come out as a top dog in that conference, you know. And uh, But, uh, you know, a shocking loss really for UCF. They've, they've been, you know, right there on top of the conference for a good while now. Like you mentioned, they've been playing uh, big teams in these bowl games here recently um, just from their performances. Uh, they got a big-time quarterback in Dylan Gabriel. I mean, he threw 51 times um, on Saturday. So, you know, only come away with one touchdown in the game, um, you know, just doesn't like it was enough. I didn't watch the game per se to see how they actually performed, you know, with my own two eyes. But just looking here at the numbers, it, it just looks like uh, uh, Tulsa had a, you know, just had the better day and had a great third quarter um, as far as scoring goes. Now, this last one here, and we're going to stop and talk about this one, man, because this is a team that we talked about a lot last week. Uh, we had Arkansas who went on the road to Mississippi State, number 16 in the country, after pulling off the upset last week against defending national champions LSU. Now, this week, they only managed to put up 14 points on the board at home uh, against an Arkansas team that is it's Arkansas. They're not very good. So, Mullen, what are your personal thoughts on this? Um, you know, life's come, life comes at you fast, Mississippi State. That's, that's all I can say. Um, um, you know, I'm sure those guys are possibly reading their, 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 their press clippings a little bit this week. Uh, you know, feeling confident, feeling good about themselves, which I'm, you know, wish they should have, but they maybe slept, might have slept, walked through this game. So Kendrick Costello through three interceptions. That's never gonna, you know, that's never gonna work for you. It looks like Kylan Hill had one rushing attempt, which is, Absolutely strange. Uh, he's he's a prime time running back, so I'm not sure if he got injured during the game or what happened. But having uh, one rush attempt for seven yards is not going to cut it from your best player on offense. Um, you know, uh, Arkansas has a transfer quarterback in Felipe Franks from Florida. You know, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, hey, and 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 obviously the Arkansas Razorbacks defense came to play. You know, if you're going to hold a, a Mike Leach offense to 14 points and and two scoreless quarters. So uh, shout out to them for making it happen. Um, you know, hadn't won an SEC game in, in the last 17 attempts. And here we go. Let's see if they start something. I can confirm Kylan Hill, he did get hurt. Uh, he left the game after taking a hard hit in the first quarter, never came back. So they did lose him. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't give you a pass. that You got to have the next man ready. But uh, that's definitely probably a big reason why they were only able to put 14 points on the board uh, this past Saturday. So kind of moving back to what we talked about with Oklahoma and Iowa State, um, now we have this upcoming matchup this weekend, which is, uh, you know, a big rivalry game, Red, uh, Red River Showdown. So we have Texas, who just came off of a really bad loss against TCU. You have Oklahoma, who just came off of two bad losses back-to-back. And so now this game lost the luster that you and I talked about, you know, not even like but a couple of weeks ago, I mean, we were talking about this was going to be a top 10, possibly even a top five showdown. And uh, now you got two teams that are kind of going to be kind of going to be struggling for their place in the, uh, in the big 12 at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy how, you know, things could change just over a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, definitely not a matchup now where, where things are hinging on this game or so on and so forth. You know, both these guys are, you know, both of these teams, excuse me, are just really trying to get get some kind of footing under them and, and get back to, uh, 
some kind of winning ways here, um, especially Oklahoma, who I would have to say has a little bit more pressure coming into this game. Um, you know, there's no way they can uh, afford to lose three games in a row just in, in this college football landscape and and as far as, you know, perception and and recruiting and the whole nine. You know, it's just it's that would be a terrible look for them. So the pressure is definitely on. I'm sure Spencer Rattler is is, is feeling the pressure especially. I'm looking at the Big 12 conference standings right now, and I'm actually like, I'm trying really hard not to bust out laughing because I'm going to tell you right now that Oklahoma has the same conference record as Kansas. Wow. They are 0-2 in the conference. You got Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas State are all 2-0, so they're all undefeated. Um, West Virginia, TCU, Texas, and Baylor are all 1-1. And then Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and Kansas are all at the bottom of the barrel. Incredible. Now, it's only two games in, so there's a lot of time. I mean, we're kind of just – it's just kind of funny to look at now. But Oklahoma, I'm assuming, is going to bounce back. I mean, the talent's still there. The coaching's still there. They're not going to – they're not going to lose every game in the conference. But I definitely don't think they're going to make the playoff. I mean, you can't make the playoff with two losses. I don't think we've ever seen. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's something I, that's something I can't see happening, especially not out of the Big Twelve. And so, I mean, they're they're pretty much cooked. Um, you know, I think if we look at this past weekend's work of performance, you're going to see um, a spike in credibility for. I think Georgia had the most impressive win. So you're definitely going to see them get a, you know, the hype train is going to start for Georgia and it's really going to shake up, you know, some of the other landscape as far as what's going to happen. Now that Oklahoma is going to lose their spot, um, you know, who else is going to get in? Maybe a Pac-12 team finally sneaks in this year. Yeah, no, this this is true. It definitely, the the, the Big 12 has kind of eliminated itself almost, uh, depending on how things shake out, obviously. Um, but at the moment, that's kind of how it's looking. So, yeah, it's given the opportunity for another conference in here um, or or a second team in the conference to, you know, make a play on, on the playoff spot in the end, which is, you know, pretty nuts. And then so before we start moving into this upcoming week's slate of games, uh, just to kind of talk a little bit outside of football right now, a league that's not playing and a player that's not playing, of course, Trey Lance up there at uh, North Dakota State. Uh, Malone, you told this uh, to me a few minutes ago uh, that he has decided to opt out of the spring season that he would have played. He's going to go ahead and declare for the draft. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like Trey Lance is um, going to go ahead and, and probably hire an agent and and get the professional workouts going and, you know, start his training to become a, a, a top flight quarterback at the next level. And we're talking about a guy who's probably going to go uh, in the top five as the probably the second or third quarterback off the board, depending on who you talk to. And I, I would love to get my hands on as a, as a Saints fan, but, uh, you know, we'll see how that shakes. Right? But anyway, um, yeah, great player, great player. So we'll, you know, we'll see how, uh, how, how high he goes when that time comes and, and which team has a chance to get him. So something you just pointed out right now, I kind of want to get your personal opinion. So you have, obviously there's going to be three high level quarterbacks uh, in this upcoming draft. Rank them right now for me. Uh, I'm going um, for me personally, I'm going uh, Trevor, uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields is my, my three. Yeah, uh, and, and obviously, you know, the Justin Fields, Trey Lance is, is a, you know, they're 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 pretty tight. They're pretty 
It's just for me, um, Justin Fields is, I mean, he's just, his team is so stacked. You know, it is, it's so stacked. It's just, I would like to see uh, some adversity almost, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I'll maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not explaining it the best way possible, but. No, no. I mean, it's definitely like players around you can make you look good, make yeah. you look better than you are. Like we, we see it all the time. Right. And I mean, like, for example, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. Trevor is in a great situation, but he's different. You know, it's, it's just different. You know, yeah. uh, when you think of, when you look at the physical tools and, you know, what he brings to the table from that standpoint, it's oh, just, man. he's obviously QB one, you know, and, and, and Trey Lance has similar, you know, he has his great physical traits as well. And, you know, we see what he's doing on a team where he's not surrounded by great talent. That's just my, my reasoning on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Trevor, he's definitely kid special. Have you have you had a chance to see any of them uh, this past week? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. This this weekend coming up is is really the you're gonna watch it. This is gonna be the game. Yeah, this is this is the this is the game I'm really looking forward to watching. Um, him and De'Ara King, especially him seeing going going against a a defense with a lot of pros to see where he may stack up to for for his for his prospects at the next level as well so i'm looking forward to it yeah you know there were some people who were saying that like i, I saw something the other day where when clemson was playing virginia and we were playing against brand armstrong kind of kind of run around the defense a little bit you know that he would be kind of excited to face that next week and i think clemson's probably going to be dialed up to play the uh to play the canes this upcoming week but i'm going to talk a little bit more about that here uh in a few minutes i mean one team that is really kind of on the rise right now, Malone, that a lot of people are starting to kind of chirp about is uh, BYU. Yeah, um, for sure, man. BYU is uh, definitely playing some really, really good football right now. And I, they're looking like a team that might have a chance to sneak up. You know, we were talking about, uh, you know, the Big 12 kind of knocking themselves out of this playoff hunt. But that's, you know, BYU is looking like a team that may be able to sneak up in there at the end of the year and, and, you know, have something to say about where they stack up in the, in the football playoff. Yeah. And I think the only thing that is really alarming about BYU is it could have that possible UCF effect where they go undefeated, they blow everybody out. They have a stack, you know, they have, you know, what appears to be a stacked team. But when you look at that schedule and see who they played, you'll see some of the teams that they have. And you have a couple of arguments, like there is a postponement with the uh, game against army who looks really good right now. And then you will play Boise state a little later on in the year. So they, they could potentially, uh, you know, be Boise state as they always are. But at the same time, when you look at the schedule, I mean, could it possibly be like we had with UCF where it's just not high enough? Yeah, no, I mean, this is this is true um, that, that you know, it's something that could possibly be the case. Uh, looking at their remaining schedule, yeah, I mean, University of Texas San Antonio at Houston, Boise State, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not – their schedule leaves a lot to be desired, but, uh, you know, I, I will say one thing that may work in their favor is BYU is a team that has history. You know, it's not, and it's not like a UCF, you know, where they just kind of come onto the map. BYU is a, uh, you know, a, a program with a lot of tradition that they bring to the table. And who knows, maybe there's something that, uh, that accounts for some at the end, but yeah, their, their schedule does not help them at all. But I will say perhaps maybe if they, 
you know, dominate the schedule like how they have been so far, that that may work out, you know, but but who knows? Absolutely. So definitely a team we'll watch out for. I mean, it just definitely talent over there. And I mean, obviously, uh, so by... physical, so physical at the yeah, line of scrimmage, offensive and defensively. Yeah. And led, of course, by uh, by quarterback Zach Wilson, who's really I mean, when you look at his numbers, I mean, the kids just what can you say about him? I mean, he just looks incredible. He's num- uh, number two in the in the country in uh, total yards, number four in touchdowns. Um, he's only thrown one pick and uh, currently ranked uh, number seven in total QBR. Maybe, may, I mean, might be a sneaky Heisman pick. He could be. He, as of right now, I mean, he's played. He's played lights out. I mean. Only problem is, is you got this guy Trevor Lawrence is still lingering out there and and looking the part, but he's definitely somebody we gotta watch out for going forward. This is true. I mean, we've seen these guys have a uh, BYU has 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 some has some QB tradition. I mean, they've they've definitely produced some guys. Uh, most most remarkably, Steve Young. So shout out to them. Absolutely. So uh, obviously, with this upcoming week, we have a lot of. A lot of matchups coming up, and so I'm, when we look back at this past week in the Pick'em Challenge, you, me, and Jeff all went three and two with our various picks. So this upcoming week, maybe somebody splits off. You know, we may see some traction move one way or the other. But right now, we're all dead even. Um, so I wanted to see if we want to go ahead and break down these games that we have upcoming this week here for the Pick'em Challenge. Let's do it. So this first game we have is one we've briefly talked about earlier, uh, which is number 22, Texas, going on the road to Oklahoma, the Red River Showdown. Right now, Oklahoma sits as a two-point favorite. Um, For me personally, when I look at this matchup, I just don't see – if Oklahoma loses again, you might as well just bring out the body bags. I think their backs are against the wall. They have to come out and punch – Texas in the mouth. They're at home. I think they're going to do that. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Sooners on this. Yeah, I, I'm having a tough time picking against the Sooners on this one. As much as you know, uh, I, I like Texas more as a as a program personally, but I, I you know, I'm gonna have to go with Oklahoma here. They they just got way too much to lose, and and they got a lot of pride on the line. I got to imagine. So, Co- Coach Riley, I'm sure is is, is coaching hard this week, and. and trying to lead these guys to a victory. Another thing I have to factor in is that, like, when you look at Texas, a team that was 2-0, and they were ranked number nine. In their minds, they're thinking, you know, college football playoff possibilities. And then to go out last weekend, Sam Ellinger, I mean, he didn't have a bad game. He threw for four touchdowns, but he also was 17 for 36. So he was, um, you know, he was below 50% for passing for the day. And when you go back and watch that game, they just look they look so defeated when that game was over. And so I think that's going to play a factor in this too as well is that Oklahoma is going to be ready to come back out and not lose that third game in a row. And Texas may still be hanging their heads from last week. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they, they, they definitely lost a tough one last week against TCU. So we'll, we'll see if there's some lingering effects or not. Yeah, and um, so we're going to both go uh, Oklahoma here? Yeah, I'm going Oklahoma. Let's lock it in. So uh, for this next upcoming game, we got Mississippi State at Kentucky. Uh, right now, Kentucky is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go Kentucky here. I think uh, 
I think they punched Mississippi State in the mouth this week as well. They're, they start off 0-2, another team where their backs are kind of against the wall, where they need to get a win, and I think they go all out. I got to see if uh, if Collins coming back or not. That's going to that's gonna determine my decision. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, for him to just take a hit and then be out the rest of the game is a little bit scary. I mean, it had to be, you know, something somewhat serious. So that is interesting. Let's see what they have right now. Here we go. Head coach Michael Leach reported on Monday that Hill will be a full participant this week and will be able to play against Kentucky following his injury against Arkansas. He's in the game. I got to go Mississippi State on this. Now, with that information, Moan, you still going Kentucky? Uh, yeah, no, I'm still going Kentucky. I just think, uh, plus, you know, granted, it doesn't mean so much without the fans, but Kentucky's at the crib as well. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to ride out with Kentucky. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Mississippi State on that. They got Kylan Hill coming, so I think, I think with him being back, as long as he doesn't get hurt again, I think they have a chance to put points back up on the board. So this next matchup we have is number four Florida at Texas A&M. Florida right now is a six and a half point favorite. This is one that, you know, this could possibly be a game that may expose Florida. You know, they're gonna be on the road against the Texas A&M team who just came off a game against Bama where, you know, obviously they didn't win the game, but there were moments in the game where they looked kind of promising. So what are your thoughts on this one? I got one name for you, man. Kyle Pitts, man. I'm taking Florida. Smash the points. I don't I don't believe in Texas A&M, man, at all. Like, I'm just not – I'm not with it. I've never been a Texas A&M believer. I'm not going to be a Texas A&M believer. Um, I think Florida comes in and, and does the job this weekend and gives them another loss. Kyle Trask for 300, another touchdown for, for Kyle Pitts as well. I think I think it's going to be Florida. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, he definitely has been pretty much all over the end zone all season. I mean, every time I was watching this past week, every time I looked over, man, he's catching another touchdown. So definitely a guy we're going to watch out for. So I, I got Florida going as well. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, he's, he's tight in one for sure. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, what a player. He's a stud, man. Yeah, yeah, what a player, man. Virginia Tech, I saw they had like 21 players out last week. Are they? Is it the same deal? I think it's still been somewhat COVID-related, if I'm not mistaken, because they, they had some things going on earlier in the season. Yeah. So uh, let me see here. Because, I mean, for them to be missing a lot of players in this line to be so, so tight, I mean, I'm kind of surprised, but – they they haven't commented as far as like what this is, uh, but they did have a you know a significant number of players that in recent weeks have been sidelined from COVID. But this past week, uh, they did not disclose why those twenty one players didn't play. Gotcha. AKA it's probably COVID. Yeah, it's probably COVID. Yeah. Um, as far as this upcoming week, I'm not sure. Uh, what it's looking like so far. It's probably still a little early in the week to know. But who you got, though, with them against the Heels in our next pick em. So Virginia Tech, uh, and kind of just looking at some articles right now that they're still saying that their uh, secondary is likely to be depleted against UNC, which is the absolute last position you want to not be at full strength against Sam Howell. Obviously, them being at home, 
Uh, they're ranked number eight right now, so they have a lot of fight in them, a lot of dog in them. I think Sam Howell is going to shred up the Virginia Tech uh, defense, especially if they're not going to be at full capacity. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you there, my man. Uh, Carolina uh, should be able to get it done, especially with Sam Howell throwing to these guys uh, with no secondary. And Virginia Tech has, has historically had a pretty good secondary uh, over the years, but they don't have those guys this weekend. It is not going to go well for a quarterback, you know, when, when UNC has a quarterback at the, uh, at the caliber that they do. All right, so what you got uh, for this for this last one? Um, you know, we got Miami at, at your at your boys at your spot at the crib at Clemson. Um, you guys are a fourteen point favorite. I got an idea about who you're gonna pick, but uh, let's let's hear about why. Yeah, and the only reason I think we put this in the pick'em challenge is not necessarily the line uh, difference, but really kind of the. The matchup, you know, it's a number seven and number one. Miami's going to be playing hype. I think they're going to play better than the Lions. As a matter of fact, I, I it's hard for me to even say that Clemson's going to cover that right now, uh, the 14 points, because I think Miami's tough, man. I mean, I really like Derek King. Um, they're fired up. They're amped. They're ready to play. They've been thrashing teams. You know, I mean, they're not just winning by a couple points. They're beating teams pretty bad. Um, having said that, Derek King has never faced anything like this. This defensive line is, you know, better than our defensive line of, of a year ago with uh, all the talent that's there. Miles Murphy, Brian Brissett, both on the defensive line. And this week we're also going to have Tyler Davis coming back, which last year he was our best defensive line player as a freshman. This year he's a sophomore. He'll be back, you know, mixed in with those boys. It's not going to be pretty. If he does get away from them, you got Skalski, uh, Mike Jones, uh, a couple of other guys back there in linebackers. Uh, they're going to find you and, and take you down. You're not going to be able to throw the ball. You got uh, all of our uh, DBs are back now. Darion Kendrick. Uh, I think Mario Goodrich is back now as well. So you have guys that are going to be. And Andrew Booth, by the way, has been playing out of his mind. Did you see that pick? I did see the. I, I saw the one-handed pick for sure. Man, so he is a stud right now. And so Derek King has never seen anything like this. I'm not saying he's not going to score because he is, but he's not going to score like he has been. And on the opposite side of the field, that Clemson offense, you know, there's there's not – I can't really even, like, just put what Trevor Lawrence – what he does, I can't put it into words because he's never been as more efficient as he is this year. Um, you know, he's not – throwing the ball away he's not throwing all these 50 50 balls hoping his receivers get him he's making his reads he's looking at the plays he's doing his check downs and he is i mean he's my heisman candidate right now he, he's if trophy were given out today it'd be him so i'm definitely going to take the tigers to take this one at home uh, and keep the streak going yeah no this should be an excellent excellent matchup um i'm i'm gonna take the tigers as well in this one but I do think it's going to be a very, very good game. Uh, De'Ara King is, has proven so far to be a, a a good quarterback at a at a high, high level and um, in, in, in a highly rated conference. He's 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 shown up and shown out so far. Uh, and and I agree with you. This isn't anything that he's seen before. But just to play devil's advocate, uh, this will be Clemson's toughest test of the season thus far as well. Oh so, yeah, you know they're they're gonna have to bring their hard hat as well, just like uh, just like you know Miami is. Um, now I will say, one matchup that may be something where Miami might be able to do something. Um, 
you know, Miami has a hell of a tight end in, in Brevin Jordan. I mean, a hell of a tight end. Uh, probably tight end two right after Kyle Pitts for this year. It'll be interesting to see who who matches up with him as far as guarding him because corners are not going to be able to guard him. And, you know, linebackers can't keep up with him. So it's going to be interesting to see how if Miami can, can you know, move him around like a chess piece. And I've been pretty impressed with, with Miami's pass rush as well just to start the season off. And um, I say all that to say that, uh, you know, Clemson is going to win the game, but it, it, it should just be interesting. It's going to be closer than people think. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually, to answer your question, I think if they were to put anybody on this guy to cover him, mm, I don't know, man. That's a good question. Um you know, maybe for somebody like him, you may have to look at possibly doing uh, – you may have to split up some of the coverage. You may have to do some uh, some zone in there to kind of take him out a little bit and then maybe have the, the wideouts on man. I, I don't know exactly what you may end up doing, but that could be a possibility because uh, even looking up, up and down the roster right now, I don't know. I kind of agree with you. I mean, I don't think they have anybody that could possibly lock him up one-on-one, um, but Brent Venables is – you know, he's a genius. I'm not going to question him and what he's going to pull out to, to stop the Miami offense. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, you uh, you can't, can't you know, can't doubt that guy for a second. Uh, I just, you know, just thought that it might be an a interesting matchup in the game, um, you know, for, for Miami to be able to exploit and try to have some success on offense because it's, you know, it's going to be a long night for them, however you slice it up. Yeah, definitely something we're going to look out for. But uh, before we um, kind of wrap things up here, Malone, I mean, there's other games that we didn't necessarily put in the pick challenge, but I really wanted to talk about um, this upcoming weekend. I mean, we'll start with your boys, man. we got Missouri coming to the house. Um, you know, Missouri is a winless team. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be a cakewalk. Uh, yeah, you know, Missouri hasn't looked too great uh, so far this season. And um, last week, uh, LSU – Definitely, I'm sure got some confidence uh, after after putting putting up 40 on on um, Vanderbilt and holding them to a single touchdown. They looked they looked pretty good last week. Miles looked way more comfortable, which was great to see. Uh, he was stepping up into the pocket instead of you know retreating, which was great to see. To him fix that in one week, it made a huge difference. And I think uh, LSU really kind of established their RB one, which is going to be. Uh, John Emery, who was uh, the highest-rated running back um, in his class, I think that was uh, 2018. He's, yeah. he's kind of had the had the light bulb click, and he played really well this past Saturday. And you know, I think we're going to lean on him. I think we're going to lean on a run game a lot going forward here. So should um should be a good a good game against Missouri. Um, but I'm definitely expecting you know the second team to be out there by the fourth quarter. So another one we have here is going to be a surging, you know, they don't look too bad right now. And, you know, number 14, Tennessee going on the road to Athens, number three, Georgia. Honestly, though, Georgia does look like the number three team in the country right now, but definitely a matchup that may, do you think it will pose them any more of a threat than Auburn did this past week? I think, sure. I I think they were definitely going to pose more of a threat than Auburn did this past week. Uh, you know Auburn, they they didn't they didn't put up any kind of fight against this Georgia team. So I think Tennessee is definitely going to be a little bit more prepared. 
if anything, they're going to watch that film against Auburn last week and figure out what, what they can do that Auburn couldn't do against this team. So last week was definitely a good wake-up notice for the rest of the conference to be ready when it comes to play Georgia. So uh, I think uh, Jared Gorantano comes out there and has a pretty decent game. I'm still going Georgia. But I do like uh, – I like Jeremy Pruitt. He's, 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 he's coaching his ass off a little bit. So I'm, um, I'm impressed so far. They've been doing well. Um, you know, they've, um, you know, a 2-0 team. They beat South Carolina week one. Uh, they just beat Missouri. They thrashed Missouri this past week. This is going to be their first real test. And even if they lose the game, I don't think people are going to hang their hats up in Knoxville. Uh, but they're going to – obviously, if there's a blowout, you know, that's going to be kind of a head-scratcher. You know, what do we do now? Kind of get back to the drawing board. But if you see something close, like – like three-point game, maybe a touchdown game, you know, that could lift up the spirits of Tennessee because they do have a nice upcoming class, uh, you know, I think it's this up, is it the 2021 class? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's looking good. They look like they're going to have, uh, I think right now, I think they're a top five uh, uh, ranking, so they're going to definitely be on the come up. And, you know, Jeremy Pruitt, like you said, coaching his ass off and recruiting his ass off right now. So they're a team to watch out for, not necessarily this upcoming week, but also the future. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, they just, you just, they just want to come up, come out of this game, you know, and, and win or lose, know that they left it out on the field and, and kept the game close and putting a solid performance and close. And you just want to show that you're closing the gap on a year to year basis. You know what I mean? And, I think for a, a program like Tennessee, that's all you can really ask for right now is to show that you're closing the gap on these elite programs. I can't believe we almost forgot to talk about this, but this past week, you know, I'm sure you saw the new top 25. Uh, I I peeked at it uh, just once, but I couldn't I couldn't rally it off, you know. So one thing that was interesting is that the AP went ahead and added back in the teams that uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12. They've added those teams back into the mix for the top 25. I'm going to throw some notables out here for you. So the top five um, are teams that are currently playing. It's Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and Notre Dame in that order. Number six is a team that's returning, which is Ohio State. Um, So Ohio State ranks number six right now. They did get two first-place votes, believe it or not. A couple more spots down. Number nine is Penn State. Uh, So they're coming in at number nine. Uh, You also have – Yeah, yeah. You know, a team that – they're going to be they're going to be competing obviously in that division. I didn't necessarily think that they may be that high on the on the board, but at the same time, I mean they have a they do have a pretty high level quarterback in Sean Clifford. He's coming back. He's going to be a junior this year. He had a pretty nice uh, twenty nineteen season, um, you know, and so he'll be coming back a year better. So that that probably says a lot as far as that rankings concerned. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely a little bit higher than I expected, but yeah, I'm guessing that plays a part for sure. And uh, you know, um, um, just just looking at these these rankings as a whole, um, you also see Minnesota creeping um, at the bottom uh, in the at number twenty five spot, and somehow, some way, we got Michigan here in the top twenty. So that's <laughs> incredible. But uh, couldn't tell. Yeah, and and we also have Wisconsin at sixteen. Um, you know, it's kind of like they're their yearly average right there. They're kind of always hanging. So it's going to be interesting. The Lone Pack 12 team, uh, Oregon number 12. Yeah. Yeah. Lone Pack, uh, Pack 12 team. Now, did, they, did their left tackle opt out? That's going to determine a lot for their, for their season. He is an absolute stud. You're talking about, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Sewell, right? Yeah. 
You know, I've been I've been you know reading since last he's year. Fine. You know, he might go number one just 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 because he's you know he's just too good. As of right now, he's playing. Oh, he's playing. Awesome. He's, awesome. He's playing. Yep. Uh, no, at least no reports of him opting out. So yeah, That's he's awesome. gonna be in there. Good deal. Good deal. They had a really good O line last year, man. I hated that. Uh, I hated that Justin Herbert. He he couldn't really live up to what he was supposed to be because his wide receivers were just trash. Yeah, his you know yeah they were his wide receivers are awful. trash. Yeah, I mean all the skill positions around him at in at Oregon in general have kind of fallen off. But yeah, their offensive line is serious. I mean their head coach Cristobal. I mean he you know he's a former offensive line coach. I want to say so. It's only right that. Uh, that's their top group, you know. Yeah, and then a couple of other notable notables out here. Uh, SMU does enter in to the top twenty-five, number eighteen. We were just talking about them being four and zero, and then you do have uh, the the top Big Twelve team right now is Oklahoma State, number ten, which doesn't really bode well for them. I mean, you would think a undefeated Big Twelve team will be higher up, but. Unless you're named Oklahoma, you don't really see that here. But, yeah, I'm glad to see some of these teams come back in. Uh, like you said, Minnesota, Michigan, round, kind of rounding out the top 25 there. And it makes it just feel like their seasons are just that much closer. I mean, we're only like two and a half weeks away from uh, the Big Ten starting up here. Yeah, yeah no, it's going to be fun, man. I'm so happy that uh... – you know, we got all the conferences back, and we're gonna. It's gonna be a good season, and uh, you know, we're gonna see how these guys hit the ground running. I'm sure it's gonna be some high level football uh, out the gate, like everybody else. So, it's gonna be fun to see. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this game this upcoming week against Miami for Clemson. I hope we take the dub. But uh, next week, I know we're gonna be. Oh yeah, I mean, next week is is huge. Uh, Georgia, Bama, LSU, Florida. Next weekend's a doozy. Yeah, so next weekend we got some big matchups coming up. Georgia at Alabama, uh, which is right now a top three matchup. That's going to be crazy. And, uh, yeah, LSU at Florida, um, you know, which is obviously always a good matchup. So I'm really excited about next week, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about it then. But, uh, Mona, I appreciate you as always, uh, like we always do this every week. Uh, it's uh, good to be in the middle of the season. There's so much to talk about. I feel like we could go probably another hour here. But, you know, for everybody's time's sake, uh, you know, we won't do that. Yeah, no, yeah, we could definitely uh, flood y'all a little bit with some more content, but yeah, we're gonna we're trying to keep it uh, trying to keep it efficient. But we appreciate you guys uh, coming back another week to kick it with us, and you know we'll see y'all next week. And Scott, my boy, pleasure as always. Absolutely, this is free tuition. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Peace.